Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Ah, slow news day. <laughs> Not a lot going on. Well, I mean, okay, Don- <laughs> where to start, man? Yeah, Do- Donald Trump apparently has been indicted. A grand jury has voted to indict him on a, a <laughs> what, like <laughs> more than two dozen <laughs> counts. We haven't seen all of the details just yet, but uh, now the plans are in the works for him to surrender, to be booked, and that supposedly is going to happen next Tuesday. Uh, That, at least, is according to the report from Fox News this morning. So, I mean, it was one of those things we were talking about earlier this week. Does it it, is this indictment ever going to happen? Because we thought, you know, we had heard it was going to happen last week. And then they were supposed to be taking a break for a month or something. And yeah, it's like, okay, what what exactly is going on here? Is Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan D.A., backing away from this obviously politically motivated witch hunt or not? Apparently, he hasn't stepped back from the ledge, and he's he's prepared to jump off of it. Okay, so as far as American history goes, there's been a lot talked about as far as this. This is a massive story. Yeah. And I don't know if the general reaction from people is there are some pundits that are maybe taking it too far. I don't know that they are when they say there there's no going back from this. This is a line that's now been crossed, unlike we've seen before. Oh, yeah, because it, 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 this will just be a progressive thing. It'll just happen all the time. Yeah. It, it, this, this is the problem with this. It's never going to end. Well, well, But I don't think most people in the country oh, right well, now I see know. it that well, way. Because no. they want Trump so badly yes. that they, they fail to see the forest for the trees here. Pardon the expression. But it is absolutely going to continue. This is a continuous cycle now. There will be indictments of every president from now on. Well, it's not just that, I think. To me, and you can tell me I'm nuts. That's fine. I look at this like the left has had control for a while, and they do not want to give up control. And there could be multiple factors going on all at the same time. But part of what they accomplished by indicting Trump, okay, they... They make him even bigger within the GOP. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you saw some of the reaction. There were people I saw last night saying, you know what? I didn't even think that I was going to vote for Trump in the primary. I'm MAGA now. Mm-hmm. I am Jason Whitlock, who was on Tucker. We'll get to that later. Was saying, I, I'm now MAGA. I mean, you've seen what's happened with the polling just in the last week. What's it going to be like next week? Because the thought is Trump is the one person that the Democrats could beat. Right. Uh huh. So, and maybe you don't buy into that, but I think they, there's something they to think it. That too, though. They absolutely. They're more frightened of DeSantis than oh, yeah. they are Trump because they think they can beat Trump. Freaking Joy Behar said that this week. Right. You know, we gotta get Trump, and we can beat him. Okay. At the same time, I do believe they're terrified of Trump because if he's president again, I don't think he's going to mess around with the draining the swamp bit. I think he's really going to go at the heart of it. 
And that has deep fear with the elite class and the people that have been running things. I think Biden's a useful idiot and has been for a while. No, his usefulness is up, though. But he's compromised. He's been compromised. They could control him. That's why they put him out in front in February of 2020. And this is all a part of, you know, basically taking America apart at the seams. You think that's? Do you think I'm overstating no, it? No, I don't think you are at all. No, no. I, I to me, I, <clears throat> I I'm going to try to play the optimist today and and say maybe there is a glass half full side of this. You know, you talk. Oh, about I think how, there is too. How I this do. crosses the Rubicon? You know, this is this is a line that has now been crossed. That a politically motivated prosecutor is going to go after somebody that the left has hated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Honestly. If you want to start playing this tit-for-tat game, <clears throat> where's the conservative prosecutor is going to start going after anyone in the Biden family? I mean, Hunter Biden lied on a, uh, uh, lied on a federal background check when purchasing a firearm. We know he was involved in sex trafficking. At the yep. very least, he was, a, he was a customer. Okay, yes. let's start going after people then. If we're going to use, uh, as, as has now been the precedent here, if we're going to use... The justice system as a political tool and weapon. Let's start doing it. All yeah. right. I would say do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Go yes. for it. We agree. And I and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing either, because you gotta make it not worth it for any politician to step outside the line a little bit. I mean, let's get all the crooks out. Let's go. Sure. Well, dude, <laughs> you step back and you think of it this way. The indictment comes down. Uh Trump, Stormy Daniels, hush money. campaign, you know, (laughs) violation. That's what this is about. Felony. We're talking about the sitting president right now, Joe Biden. Okay. From all the evidence, looks like his family was profiting off relationships with foreign governments. And he was part of it, 10% to the big guy who was Joe Biden. Right? Mm -hmm. Which means he could be very much compromised making decisions for the country when it has to do with relations with China, Ukraine, Russia. That seems like a bigger deal than hush money to a whore. <laughs> I mean, that's, but that's what we're looking well, at. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane. Oh, my gosh. I did hear something very sophomoric last night, but I laughed out loud when referring to Alvin Bragg. Yeah, what's that? Fat Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> I was I thinking to myself, well, I saw the different pictures of him watching the coverage, and I heard the terminology, well, you could indict a ham sandwich. And I'm like, well, that guy's done more than that with freaking ham sandwiches. <laughs> he doesn't indict him. He devours him. Oh, buddy. And after this week that's been tragic, Nashville, <laughs> what community is under attack right now? Oh, the the trans community. That's what the White House is worried about. Because, you know, it's uh, Trans Day of Visibility today. No, because the trans community is just always in the shadows. Right. Can't ever see them. <laughs> what so, a joke. So just days after a trans person murdered children, the White House is continuing to stoke the flames by claiming trans people are constantly under attack because some states are following the example of a number of European countries and banning or restricting sex change surgeries for kids. Right. Any sane person would agree. Yeah. The White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Spoke about this yesterday. 
Okay. We've been very clear about these anti-LGBTQ bills that we're seeing in state legislators, legislatures across the country, in particular these anti-trans bills, as they attack trans kids, as they attack trans parents. Uh, no, you, you've been clear, but it's not attacking, it's protecting, you know, from people like you that think it's a good idea to confuse them starting at age, well, from birth or kindergarten. You think that's a great idea to confuse kids about their sex and then start them on puberty blockers at a young age. Do you see what's happening to these kids that are realizing, oh, my gosh, I can't go back now? You're a terrible person. Uh, it is It is shameful. It no, is you're shameful. Uh, as you mentioned, tomorrow's Trans Visibility Day on a day that we should be lifting up our trans kids, our trans oh my youth, gosh, what and a making sure that they feel seen. Freak. We're seeing more and more of these hateful, hateful bills. And Jeez. so it is shameful, it is disturbing, and uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. Yeah, that's the, exactly the kind of language you want to throw out there after you know a lot of people are trying to make a martyr out of this trans nut job who shot up that school in Nashville. Yeah, keep keep poisoning people like that. Keep telling mentally ill people yeah. that their lives are literally at stake right now because some people think, hey, it's a good idea to ban sex change operations for children. Keep telling them that. That's cool. While you're at it, go go look at the paranoid schizophrenics and say everybody really is out to get you. Yeah. And hand them a shotgun. Tell them God's gonna cut them down. Tell them God's gonna cut them down. You're in the club, Kareem. I heard one of these people say yesterday there were seven victims. Yeah, they. Oh, yeah, they at the yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tennessee State Capitol. Yes. They were holding yes. up uh, seven uh, seven fingers. Yeah, seven to, fingers for seven the victims. seven victims. Yeah, mm -hmm. there were six victims. There was one murderer. It's disgusting. Insanity. When are we going to see the manifesto from the killer? I guess we are going to see it at some point in mm -hmm. time. That's the report. But boy, that community doesn't want that to come out. Why do you suppose that is? Because it might tell the truth? Well, yes. What it's going to, oh, is, is, then there'll be more attacks on trans people. No, right. we're all trying to get to the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> people are disgusting, man. Um, you know, I guess you could say this is on a lighter note, even though this has to do with trans insanity. But <laughs> to hear someone with a PhD get mocked because they make no common sense is freaking awesome. That's what yeah, it really to be is. right there. Yes. Yeah. So Riley Gaines, a uh, former collegiate swimmer, has been out there promoting keeping female sports female, not allowing dudes to compete against actual women. This mm -hmm. came about after the whole Leah Thomas debacle. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Riley Gaines was doing an event at the University of Pittsburgh, and a senior lecturer in the school's anthropology department named Gabby Yearwood uh, just got obliterated. Here's Riley, and then you'll hear his response. And I, I just, I can't get enough of this, honestly. Yeah, it's awesome. So if you were to dig up a human, two humans, and 100 years from now, both man and woman, could you tell the difference? Strictly off of bones. Yeah, because there's a <laughs> <laughs> that is precisely how you handle these nut jobs. You've said that before. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Look at the You're idiot. hilarious. <laughs> then they're really ticked off. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just curious as to why I'm being laughed at. When I, 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 I actually, 
I believe it or not, I have put a lot of research into this because I, I, I'm not. Again, if you missed that, he says what? I have a PhD. PhD. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm not. <laughs> so what? Got, you don't know common sense. I got, I got a PhD and you're a dumbass. Studies. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. Yes, that is the way you handle it. That's great. A lot in the news today. Oh, and we got to get to, you know, the fact checkers. There's a fact check website that really has embarrassed itself. Talking about the Trump indictment. That much more coming up right in. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so a fact check website. Embarrassed itself, David. Yeah, this is hilarious. PolitiFact, uh, nonpartisan, right? He's <laughs> talking about Trump being indicted, and they have the official fact check here, okay? Some are comparing Bill Clinton's payment to Paula Jones with Donald Trump's payoff to Stormy Daniels. But there are key differences. Clinton paid Jones to settle a public lawsuit after being elected. Trump secretly paid Daniels before the 2016 election. So listen, fellas, if you're running for office and you're trying to, you know, keep a lady quiet from going forward with some accusations, just make sure she fills out a 1099 first. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's totally fine as long as the tax documents reflect accurately what was paid. Wow. <laughs> Shouldn't even be surprised, should we? <laughs> no. At this point. You know what? I saw a story. Um, we care a lot about asylum seekers as a nation, right? We hear that all the time. That's what we're told, yeah. Yeah, that's, yes. that's why the border's wide open, right? And it has been. Yeah. Well, That's what they say. I mean, yeah. people are just, uh, you know, a lot of asylum seekers. And you're looking at it like, what is it actually? 1%, 2 Three tops that would actually be, like, approved for asylum? It's very little. And I saw this story. Susan Crabtree wrote it for Real Clear Politics. And the headline says, 63 Christians face deportation back to China. Like, whoa. So you've got these refugees, 35 children, 28 adults, fled China in 2019 to escape persecution. So... Initially, they're trying to get to South Korea, but then they ended up in Thailand seeking emergency asylum in the United States. But the State Department and Department of Homeland Security declined to grant the church members emergency asylum. Mm. And I'm like, wait a second. Just now? They've said no? Yes, they've said no. But you think, well, okay, people come through the border all the time you got tens of thousands of Ukrainians that have come here. Not to mention, you know, well, Afghans after, you know, we said we're pulling out. And, oh, yeah, we got to get the, the Afghans here asylum, right? So Thai police raided this residence where the 63 refugees were staying and two Americans visiting. Now, that's the other thing. We don't know about the two Americans. You've got Stacy Nichols and Deanna Brown from Tyler, Texas, that were there visiting. And now it's unclear if they're facing charges. Mm-hmm. Like, are they trying to also take them to China? Um, 
We don't know. Deanna Brown is the founder and CEO of Freedom Seekers International. That's one of the things that they do. Help persecuted Christians overseas. And so you go on with this story, man. And Frank Wolf, who is a former rep from from, uh, Virginia, had called on Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, to help with this. He said, if Secretary Blinken made the call, this would all be resolved. A five-minute telephone call to the Thai government and then him sending a message to the American embassy in Thailand to give these decent people a visa and let them get on a plane to Texas. It's not unusual. Secretaries of State do this all the time. No, not here, though. Mm -hmm. No. No. And to me, it tells you a lot. Shouldn't be surprised, but it's still awful. Well, yeah, I mean, we're we're putting drug dealers up in hotels in New York City. You know? <laughs> yes. On. Well, it's easier to deal drugs. <clears throat> That's true. Out of, out of a hotel room, yeah. Yeah. Um, you probably saw the update on Gwyneth Paltrow. She won her ski crash trial. Yes. And was awarded $1. Mm-hmm. And the guy's got to pay her legal fees. It, yes. Mm-hmm. So, David, you had mentioned the other day, It seemed like they all deserved each other as far as this lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And I get what you were saying because it didn't seem to make sense that she plowed into him and then he was saying, I can't think right, all this other stuff. I can't enjoy wine tastings anymore is what part of the argument against Gwyneth Paltrow was. (laughs) (laughs) Really? This lady who weighs like 100 pounds wrecked you that bad? It's like, really? And the one thing is, and I know the first time I ever heard this has now been years ago, but it was showing in, you know, the video of her winning this. And she still had that same sort of sullen look on her face. And it was that family guy thing from years ago that now every time I see her, I think the same thing. Oh, that yellow lab looks like it's dying. Peter, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. She's fine. I can't help it. Sometimes those things get embedded in your head. Wow. Uh Uh-oh, Nancy Pelosi has spoken about Trump. We'll get to that in a news update next. Let's do it. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. So a lot of different angles to this story with the Trump indictment. Mm Mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi? Yeah. What about Nancy Pelosi? Who cares? Representative Nancy Pelosi, former Speaker of the House, released a statement commenting on the indictment of former President Trump, uh, saying, quote, the grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law, and everyone has a right to a trial to prove innocence, which is actually not how it it works. The state has to prove guilt. Correct. The other way around. But but we all know how this is uh, being set up. It's a political hit job against a politician they don't like and that they're afraid of. That's it. She's a fraud. But Nancy Pelosi, I call her nervous Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, seeing this go down last night, um, I got a little nostalgic for some of the all-time Trump clips played on the show over the years. I like it. But Yeah, that's just an example. And especially, I was thinking about the Pelosi thing, is they've gone back and forth for a while. And I remember you go back and listen to something, 
Like when he was talking about how Pelosi let her party get taken over by the far left. And it's so true. You think about the Democratic Party from even 2016 to where it's at now. Mm-hmm. It's crazy where it's gone. And it really did happen right under her watch. What we're looking for is corruption. A, an investigation started called the Russian witch hunt, affectionately, and it was a total phony scam. When a Nancy Pelosi allows her position to be taken over by radical far left uh, socialists or worse, uh, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. And it's true. That absolutely happened. Um, man, I remember when you talk about she became a different person, that she had lost it. Do you remember this? You had the uh, the group, crying Chuck, <laughs> Crazy Nancy. I tell you what, I've been watching her, and I have, I have been watching her for a long period of time. She's not the same person. Uh, she's lost it. The narrative was I was screaming and ranting and raving, and it was terrible. And I watched Nancy, and she was all crazy yesterday. She put the hands and everything. She reminded me of uh, Beto. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. She actually reminded me of Beto, maybe a little bit worse. <laughs> and then old bit when he was talking about her standing behind him, he's like somebody mumbling, some old lady. Do you remember this? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. David does now, man. Yeah. Yeah, this was pretty good. Dude. And I had somebody behind me who was mumbling terribly. <laughs> mumbling. Mumbling. Wow, wow, wow. It was mumbling. Very distracting. Very distracting. No, it was very distracting. I'm speaking and a woman is... Mumbling terribly behind me, angry. There was a little anger back there. We're the ones should be angry. Dude, just unbelievable. Okay. I know we probably should move on. Okay, one more. Didn't he call it like a waste of time? He doesn't respond to her or something? I just wanted to know what you had to say in response to that. Oh, I, don't, I don't respond to her. I think she's a waste of time. Yeah. No, there you go. Yeah. Probably that's the way it should be handled. Okay. We haven't dropped the needle on that record for a while. Oh, man. Mm. Like I said, sometimes I told you, like, on the weekends, I could go on a deep dive. It might be, you know, early Van Halen. It might be, you know, whatever, band. Sometimes it's classic Trump clips. Ask my family. I'll go on a run. <laughs> and it, one thing that happens every time, and I, I can't help it. I don't have it ready right now, so I shouldn't even say it. Okay, there's one that I have to do every time. And <laughs> let me Let me see if I can find it fast. It's a classic <laughs> Trump weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't even mind Marco Rubio. It's not that it's just to take shots at Marco Rubio. It was that whole bit with the water. No, the water. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell a- me that clip's gone. I have it somewhere in my personal files. Hmm. Oh, dude. It's been expunged. No, someone didn't take that out. Every once in a while, you'll just you'll just recreate it yourself. Oh man, it's not at the ready. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, water. he's like, ha, ah, ah, I need water. Help, water? help, I need water. <laughs> Dude, anytime anyone in my house needs a drink of water, they say the same thing: water, help. Water. <laughs> Still to this day, it never ends. Oh man.
Hey, you know, to my, you need a drink of water? Water, help! Water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right, I'm going to get this before the end of the show. I'll, I'll yeah, at okay. least, I'll, right. we got to fight Don't it go somewhere. away. You got to hear it. Yeah, yes. Of course. Uh-huh. It's fun. All right. It's time. We do this during the show every day. Because we're looking at stories all over the place, and it may not be the biggest one of the day, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Did you know it's Trans Day of Visibility? <laughs> what? I know. What, hey. What's trans? I've never heard of it. Might have, might it, it needs to be visible because I don't know what it is. Yeah, you got you got to make it more visible, right? Well, mm-hmm. now I, I just want to let you know I found out about this not because of you know multiple commercials and politicians talking about it, mm-hmm. but thanks to the National Weather Service. Which posted <laughs> posted a photo of that trans flag thing, the blue and the pink and white and all that. It says National Weather Service to promote justice, equality, and equity for the transgender community. The National Weather Service family champions and stands alongside our transgender employees on this day and every day. Hashtag Trans Day of Visibility. But. I think they just, Can't we just do a mental illness day of visibility and include everybody they, under the umbrella? Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, I think it's actually great. They just solved climate change because now, now the temperature of the of the ocean identifies as getting cooler. <laughs> yeah, and who's to say that's not accurate? You, yeah, you. I, why are you judging? How dare you? Uh, that hurricane. <laughs> Please. That identifies as a cool breeze. You know, man, I should probably say this. I think in some ways trans people are being used by the far left and the elites like they're using so many others. It helps them divide the country to get what they ultimately want, which is more power and rule. And I suppose you should say it again. I think we've all said this in some sort of way at one time or another. If you are a person that feels like you were born into the wrong body, serious compassion for that. You wouldn't wish that on anybody. It's an awful situation to be in. I'm not trying to make light of that. What the left and media is doing with this issue is, in my opinion, disgusting. And I don't know the exact day it was when this turned into something that you're just supposed to affirm instead of recognize it as a mental illness that needs counseling. I guess it was the slippery slope over time. But the way it's being used, and really, I think the far left is ramping it up to really divide. Because you take people that are not mentally well to begin with, not stable, and then tell them that people are after them and want to kill them when that's not true? That's one of the worst possible things you can do to somebody like that. And they keep doing it. They'll use you till you're not useful anymore. It, that, well, yeah. it, it's so sad. I mean, there you go. Well, isn't that true? Talk to Black Lives Matter about that. <laughs> they, they, they did used, the same thing. They used that organization. They, yes. They... They basically they used it in order to get votes from black people, and then they walked away and ignored everything that they promised. You take some, I'm sorry to broad brush, okay, let's just say a 
nice 23-year-old woman, okay, that just has, for the most part, goodness in her heart. And she sees an injustice, and she thinks the best thing she can do is go out and protest and hold signs and be a part of the movement and give her money to Black Lives Matter and to letting people out of jail that were rioting, okay? She became a useful idiot. There are millions in the country that I think actually have good hearts, want to do the right thing, but they've been duped. That part is also sad, but it's a great example, David, of the Black Lives Matter movement. Think in any way, and I mean this, if you can tell me one way that Black Lives Matter has improved the lives of black people in America, what is it? There isn't one. No, there. I mean, outside of the people at the top of the Black Lives Matter organization, they made a lot of money. So I assume their lives improved. But in terms of kids in the inner city, uh, kids in Isn't poverty, that where you would start? Yeah, no, they, they got screwed. Completely screwed. It, it's unreal. Okay, Scott, what's your story? Um, my story involves California. The state of California looks to ending the travel ban laws, if you recall. Uh, when North Carolina in 2016 banned transgender people from using the bathroom of their gender identity in public buildings, California retaliated by banning state-funded travel to that state or any state with laws it deemed discriminatory against those folks. Seven years later... California now bans state-funded travel to nearly half of the country. Now, the problem is this. California, in their generosity, the lawmakers there, said, hey, we'll pay the cost of you seeking to travel for our services, meaning gender reassignment surgery or abortions or whatever. We'll pay for it. We'll pay to have you come here. Now, the problem is they can't pay for them to go back. (laughs) based on their own stupid law (laughs) Uh, unintended consequences are so much fun hey look i I don't know maybe this is the way that they restock the pond after so many people left their state (laughs) maybe so (laughs) (laughs) you can check out anytime you want but you can never leave leave. Welcome to the state of California. <laughs> okay, uh, for my story, and if you want, we could we could wait to get to my story coming up in a few. Um, a little bit yesterday, just on the Wall Street Journal reporting that people moving away from big cities is it's, it's slowed down. That doesn't mean it's done. No, it's meant. Like from 1.2 million to 800,000 leaving liberal cities. People who had the wherewithal did leave, yes. Yes. What are the fastest growing and fastest shrinking counties in America? Um, How would I say this? It's interesting. Counties. Yes, interesting. Because some people don't want to live in big cities. It might be suburbs. Interesting, not surprising, I would say. We'll get to that in a news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, talking about the Trump indictment. Unbelievable, man. Um, and you know, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, you know, we'll get to more of that later. 
So many people, as we already know, have passed up on this. Mm-hmm. But Bragg thinks, no, 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 we've got him. Yes. We've got enough. Well, it, well, in keeping with socialist ideology, uh, a true Trump indictment has never been tried. <laughs> Jeez. So we'll go ahead because it's Manhattan. Yeah. Then as far as the jury, we might get some far-left loons that just say, whatever, Trump bad, orange yeah, man bad. Pretty much. So, yeah. With me, we fight back. I know, yeah, there's going to be a heck of a fight. We'll see where all this goes. I mentioned earlier, I got nostalgic last night pulling out some old Trump clips. And I'd mentioned the one about water earlier. I couldn't find it when it came to my mind. And it was after... Marco Rubio, he gave the Republican response to a speech, and he melded down a little bit because he got dry mouth and he was trying to get water. It looked really awkward. Hands were shaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Trump take on that, as I mentioned, is an all-timer, and we still use it in my family when anyone needs a drink. They put Marco on, and he's like this, and we will, huh, huh. I need water. Help me. I need water. Help. Huh, huh. I'm sorry, dude. That will kill me. See? You can't help it, Robin. I know. I laugh. I laugh when you do it. And you do it all the time. Yeah, because there's two fountains where we work. Yes. And one sometimes, I don't know how it happens, yeah, it runs, it out, runs out of water. Yep. Now, how does it happen? And yep. one of us will say, ah, ah, I need water. water. Help. Help. Anyway, I mentioned earlier the fastest growing and fastest shrinking counties in America. After the Wall Street Journal story of, you know, it's slowing down, not so much mass exit from the big cities. Everybody left, yeah. Really? So they break it down by county. This was a Daily Wire story. L.A. County lost more residents than any other county in the United States. Fantastic. Yep, that's between July 21 and July 22. Over 90,000. Gone. Second place, any guesses? Cook County. Yes, sir. Cook County, Illinois. Uh, county seat of Chicago, uh, sixty-eight thousand over the same time. Golly! Mm-hmm. Followed by Queens County, Kings County, and Bronx County, New York. Kings County, huh? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so where's all the growth? Where's that happening? Not it in could the big not be red states where they're a threat to democracy right. and trans rights. Uh, let's see. Maricopa County, Arizona. Mm-hmm. County seat is Phoenix. Gained over 56,000. Harris County, Texas. Your old stomping grounds mm-hmm. down by Houston. Houston, yeah. Yep, over 45,000. Collin County and Denton County. Yeah. Other stomping grounds. You've lived all over Texas I have. at some point in time. Yeah. Um, and then you have Polk County, Florida. Near the Orlando and Tampa metro yeah. area. And then Lee County. Fort Myers area. The Edgy, tyranny <laughs> of Texas and Florida. What's, what's the common denominator there, huh? Uh-huh. What is it? I think you want sanity. Well, of course you do. You want yeah. law and order. Yes. <laughs> to get away from these idiots on the left, I of just course. don't want to be carjacked. <laughs> not asking too much. This is the Mark Levin Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
Jason Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you so much for being here. Trump indicted. Of course, that's a big story. It's a huge story. Mm -hmm. I really thought they were going to let it go. I really did. Yeah. All the people that really know, the people you've come to trust over the years, the legal experts, because after following for like 10 years, you kind of know who knows what's up and who doesn't. Mm -hmm. And there was just never going to be enough. It was a paper-thin case. I thought they had to, though. Because Alvin Bragg ran on it, the Manhattan DA? He dug the hole so deep that he had to do something. Whether or not this goes anywhere or not, I doubt. But he had to do something. Man, oh, man. Because you talk about saving face. Were you surprised, David? You know, I, I... I don't know if surprised. I, it just it did kind of seem like there the word had come down to the Manhattan DA to kind of back off of all of this, uh, just because you know supposedly it was going to be happening last week, and then you know then it gets dragged out. We were hearing news reports yesterday that the uh, grand jury was going to be going on a break, a pre-planned vacation or whatever, for like a month. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I get the news update yesterday afternoon. Oh, my gosh, they actually did it. They they actually did indict uh, Donald Trump. So I, I, it's one of those things. I, I guess I was more surprised at the idea that it looked like Alvin Bragg was backing away from this earlier in the week. And now it's sort of like, OK, well, my mindset locked back to where it was last week, basically. Yeah, I guess it's going to fit something they want to accomplish. Well, yeah. We have different theories of what that is. Soros gave him a whole lot of money and a promise. He made a promise. But Soros says he guy. never backed him, yeah. which we'll get to coming up. Yeah, of course he did. Uh, 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 what? Um, last night, um, I got home a little bit later on a ball game, and I got the text from Robbins that Jason Whitlock just said, bull bleep uh, live on tv yeah. on tucker carlson show yes he did so i go and look and i'm like well you know was it, it like subdued nope oh no it was no. not no so uh jason whitlock former sports commentator now does his own thing the fearless podcast right mm-hmm. uh he went on tucker carlson show last night and reacted to the news that trump had been indicted roll it yeah, he seemed to be shaken, man, like for real. I'm oh, yeah. hardcore MAGA tonight. I'm, I'm har- I will be voting. I am hardcore MAGA. I've never voted. I, I did, you know, I observe Trump. I'm somewhat yeah. supportive of Trump, but they have made me MAGA. And they have made me ready for whatever is next because what they are building for young people, I, I can't, I can't sit by and just let it happen without raising my voice and without willing, being willing to sacrifice whatever so that kids don't live in a communist Marxist society. If they have their way, we're all catching hell except for the elites. They're telling everybody, black kid, oh, you can't come from nothing and make it in this country. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, there it was, right out there. Yeah. I was, I'm surprised that show, when they have guests on, is not in delay. I'm shocked. Yeah, that that could have been... You know, bounced yes. out, yes. Yeah. Like all the late-night talk shows are on delay, so yes. you, can, you can censor that out. But he just rolled with it. Yeah. Well... Nobody batting an eye, either. It just went on. I, I don't know if I would agree with that. What? That no one batted an eye. 
Did you see Tucker's face? Well, initially, I think there was shock, yeah. And he, he just kept watching, like, and at least to me, for Jason Whitlock, and I've mentioned this on the show before, I've been a fan of Whitlock's, I mean, yeah. decades now, back when he was just a sports writer. And I don't think I've ever seen him like that. He really looked shaken. Like, he yes. couldn't believe it. He sees the country falling apart, and he's talking about how he was, you know, the son of working-class parents, um, and, you know, that he had been successful, all those things, and what they're telling kids now. And then I thought the other tell was at the end of the interview where there's this silence and the way Tucker ended it, because usually it's, Jason, thanks so much. Appreciate it, Tucker, and they move on. This is the way this ended. Jason Whitlock. I agree. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Jason Whitlock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was somber, dude. <laughs> Jason Whitlock. I agree. I can't believe you said bull bleep right on the air. And 100,000 letters were sent to Dear FCC. It's oh, Fox okay. News. I don't think that's this happening. This sort of language will not be done. No. no. Well, especially after CNN went full-on bleep hole during the Trump administration. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. By the way, when he mentioned that part about I'm ready for whatever's next. Okay. How did you take that? Anybody? I, I think it's just you got to get involved. You, you, you've you got to start voting like the future of the country depends on it because it does. Yeah, because he did say he was not proud that he had never voted before. No. But he would not. I was shocked by that, by the way. I'd heard him say it before. I guess I so, hadn't, so I was a little taken aback by that. Yeah. It's like, holy cow. Okay, real quick. This was the other part of the interview where he said, whatever's next. I'm ready for whatever's next. And I hope every other man out there watching this show, I hope you're ready for whatever's next. If that's what they want, let's, let's, let's get to it. That almost sounded like civil war to me. <laughs> Okay, that 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 was my first thought. Oh, was like what? Well, and the use the use of the word man. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are looking at this right now like, okay, if you had any doubts before, this is where we are, where you're looking at this going to a real marxist totalitarian state. And it could be. I don't know. It was pretty interesting. Um other news out there. It's the Trans Day of Visibility. That's right. Yeah. Isn't that it? You mentioned that earlier? Yeah. 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 Um, Kindergartners in California are going to be reading about transgender kids uh, on this day of visibility. Saw this story at Daily Wire. Um, Burton uh, Valley Elementary, 20 miles east of San Francisco, is going to have kindergartners through fifth grade read a children's book called It Feels Good to Be Yourself. A book about gender identity. The book introduces children to the concept of gender identity with transgender kid characters. All the pseudoscientific transgender stuff. You know, the ideas of cisgender, non-binary people, all that in the book. Confuse the kids. Yeah. <clears throat> because what, that's loving? No, that's hateful. It's terrible. Well, it's very cisphobic. <laughs> there you go. I haven't heard that one yet. There Cisphobic. you go. Yes. 
Um, first line of the book, I guess, reads, This is Ruthie. She's a transgender girl. That means when she was born, everyone thought she was a boy. Until she grew a little older. Old enough to tell everyone that she's actually a girl. Forget the penis. I was just going to say. Okay, it doesn't say that. (laughs) It doesn't say forget the penis. But, I mean, it's implied, isn't it? Everybody told her that she was a boy. Well, yeah. Because she's got a penis. Yes. And she's not a she. That's a he. You know why? Because there's a penis. (laughs) And I'm asking myself, why am I yelling? Because this is utter freaking madness. Of course it is. You know, at least there were some parents saying, hey, uh, we've got concerns over this gender identity stuff. This is pretty inappropriate for elementary school kids. Yeah, I would say take them out of that district immediately. Uh, yeah, it's it's beyond destigmatizing mental illness. It is uh, promoting mental illness. Absolutely. Yeah. You're trying to confuse kids. It's freaking evil, man. Now, what is going on in Canada? Oh, man. Uh, The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation did a creepy groomer segment. It really is unsettling, man. They sat little kids down with drag queens to talk about how great drag queens are. Oh my Why is goodness. this the new frontier of civil I, I, rights? I, I, don't, man? I don't know. I, I keep. I can't wrap my head around this. I really can't. Because it's certainly not the will of the people. You look at Poland, man. <laughs> it is. I think it's just on. It's full on Marxism, and this is just a tool but, for it. I, I don't know what else to say. So this is audio. They put this. Yeah. On Canadian state TV. Yes. Look how good it is. And the whole time, you're, I feel so bad for these kids because they've been oh. put in this position and they've got this dude dressed up as a woman tell, like, talking to them and, and pressuring them into talking about how great drag queens are. And the kids look really uncomfortable. Okay, roll it. Why are you nervous? But I'm like, I've never met anyone that's not. I can't really explain. Because drag queens gyrate in front of kids, and it's inappropriate. Of course that kid should be nervous. Yeah, and that kid doesn't know what to say. He doesn't have the language for it. Right. But you know by by his reaction and his body language, he knows this is completely screwed up. But he also doesn't want to say something that's going to get him in trouble. After all, there are a bunch of adults out here saying this is normal. This is good stuff. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Is this your first time, senior drag queen? Yeah. How does that make you feel? Uh, a fight it, but a little bit nervous. I'm a little oh bit nervous. God. This is I've sickening. I've never seen a drag queen. Rob's going to lose it. Well, that sweet uh, little girl. I know, man. Dude. Who lacks the ability to fully articulate oh how she gosh. feels. I mean, I feel a little nervous. Well, yeah. That's full on evil. What's man. wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, wow. what? Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. I just don't know why we're why there's even a division about this. I don't I don't even understand that. I got bad news. There's still like twelve seconds left of this clip. Oh god. Okay. okay. <laughs> and what do you think? I think it's cool. It's great? Oh, yeah. Goodness. Why are you nervous? I don't know. It's just Different, different, and yeah. new. Yeah. And the music they put behind it. Yeah. Why do you call them groomers? <laughs> Stop calling us groomers. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, you can talk about that's grooming. You, you can talk about the overarching Marxist ideo- ideological push here, but also there are people within this movement taking advantage of it. Who, quite frankly, the way you make sense of it is you say, you know what, they're bad people and they want to diddle kids. That's it. Yeah, that's really that's, what it comes down to. I, I just don't get it. I, I mean, I know, dude. Somebody's booking these people. Mm-hmm. It's people in charge. Somebody's it's going. Hey, you know what push. we need? It's the heavy push. We need a big hairy dude dressed as a woman to come in and talk like with that soft little voice of his. Yeah, and especially in Canada, if you say that is completely well, inappropriate, Canada, you're out of a job. Yeah. You're gone. What happened to puppies and snakes and man. bringing those in for the kids? Oh man. No wonder Jason Whitlock said, I'm ready for whatever's next. This, this is what you want to do? Let's get to it. I just wow. I can't I can't understand it. I don't know how that helps at all. Yeah. All right. David's got the story about Soros claiming he never backed Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA. And much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Trump indicted. Soros back DA. Wait a second. Soros says, hey, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I, I never backed Alvin Bragg. Hey, yeah, he says, hey, I, I, I've donated to reform-minded prosecutors, but as, as for Alvin Bragg, as a matter of fact, I did not contribute to his campaign, and I don't know him. Well, as a point of fact, Alvin Bragg was actually funded by Soros through a third-party organization. So, yeah, he is, you know, when people say Soros-backed or Soros-funded, that's what they mean. Like, he's he or his organizations are donating to the political causes of the of these reckless DAs. And, I mean, they're back, mainstream media is back on this whole thing of if you call out this Soros guy, you're anti-Semitic, which is <laughs> <Right>. rich, <laughs> coming from all of these people who for right. years were like, Coke Brothers! <laughs> yeah, if you were a white guy from Tennessee, we wouldn't be saying the same thing. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. It's laughable and also maddening at the same time. Bad person. Yeah, he is. Both of them, actually. Okay. I'm going to attempt to cleanse the palate a little bit because there is a lot of troubling news out there. And it seems like. I mean, every other, you know, click on a screen is another crazy trans story from somewhere around the world. What was the one in Europe? Oh, in the Netherlands, there was a TV show where uh, they sat down a panel of kids and had trans people standing in front of them on a stage, and the trans people took their clothes off. What the? So the kids could see them naked and then talked about how great and euphoric they felt after getting sex change operations. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, palate cleanser. Uh, Yes. uh, um, Actually, it's a story of a 10-year-old kid. This is pretty cool. This is in England. His name is Max. Max Woozy. Um, He started sleeping in a tent in his backyard to raise money for charity. He started doing this on March 28th. What's today? 31st. 31st. Yeah. Yeah. Did I mention this was in 2020? No. Yeah. He's been doing it for three years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So he spent his last night in the tent just a couple nights ago. He was inspired to do it because a neighbor of his had died of cancer. And before he died, 
the guy gave the kid a tent and said, have an adventure with it. And so that's what he did. Wow. So he's got a Guinness World Record, and he raised more than $860,000 for a local hospice care facility. That's really nice, man. There are a ton of good people in the world doing great things every day. And you can lose sight of it for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one news this story This was in his backyard, another. huh? Yes. Wow. Yeah. They have some trans shows back there, too? <laughs> See? <laughs> It's it's not it's not really uplifting the human spirit unless a grown man dressed as a woman gyrates right. in front of him. Yeah. To Diana Ross on a boombox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So okay. Did that cleanse the palate at it all? Did. Yeah, it, it did. Helped. I, all right. I like okay, it. Okay, it helps. There's right. good That's people good. still doing good things. Right. That's the This bottom is line the Markley here. Van Camp and Robin show. All right. Biggest story of the day, yeah. we know. Yeah, um, Trump is uh, getting indicted. Yeah, that's happening. For shizzle. <laughs> For shizzle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the reactions are coming in. I will say Lindsey Graham actually put out something that I think is kind of funny. The Republican senator out of South Carolina. Sometimes I don't like Lindsey Graham very much, but when he's on, he can be on. When he's ready to throw okay. rocks instead of pebbles, he could throw some heavy rocks. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, I want to hear that. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to that coming up. Oh, I also saw a piece that asked the question: Do scientists regret not sticking to the science because they've been proven as frauds? We'll get to that as well coming up. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, so Donald Trump has been indicted by the radical leftist Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. Yes. Bad guy. Bad guy, yeah. I mean, this is obviously a political hit job, and so whatever. I mean, we'll we'll see where all of this goes. Um, He will be, I guess, in New York on Tuesday for booking and whatnot. Uh, for processing. Lindsey Graham, South Carolina senator, who is uh, early on the Trump train this time around, Mm -hmm. tweeted out, uh, how can President Trump avoid prosecution in New York? On his way to the DA's office on Tuesday, Trump should smash some windows, rob a few shops, and punch a cop. He'd get released immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's, you know, par for the course for Alvin Bragg. I don't know though. Trump's white. No. Not sure that's going to work for him. No, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not going to work out well for him. Yeah. Did you hear him calling Fat Alvin, by the way. <laughs> yes, you mentioned that. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> it's Fat <laughs> Alvin, and I've got an indictment for you. I haven't heard you do the Fat Albert voice. It's been in a, a while. Time. Yeah. yeah. A good effort. Thanks. I, like it. I tried. Um, know this, the trans community is under attack. Forget what happened in Nashville this week. <laughs> this is reprehensible, man. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Just days after a trans person murdered children, the White House is continuing to stoke the flames by claiming trans, peop- or trans people are under attack. And this all comes down to some red states saying, yeah, we're going to ban sex change operations for children. Yes, like just common sense protecting kids. Right. Like, 
a lot of European countries have done. Right, because everybody's kind of looking at the data and saying, uh-oh, uh, this may have been a huge mistake. There was never any proof to begin no. with. No, there wasn't. No. That kids with gender dysphoria, you know what the best thing for you to do is give them some puberty blockers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I understand the original thought was, well, you got people like that are 60, and maybe if they would have transitioned earlier in life, it would have been easier for them, and they would have had a better life. But it was a freaking theory. Mm-hmm. It had not been tested out yeah. like any research of, you know what, if we could just get to the kids when they're 12, this would be great. No, and now you're already seeing the effects of that. Yeah. And so uh, days after this uh, shooting in Nashville, uh, the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, was talking about how they were going to pull out all the stops for Trans Day of Visibility today. We've been very clear about these anti-LGBTQ bills that we're seeing in state legislators, legislatures across the country, in particular these anti-trans bills, <laughs> as they attack trans kids, as they attack trans parents. They attack. Yeah. That's your, that's your word for it. Mm-hmm. Are there any dopes on the left that ever listen to this critically and know what's going on? I guess not. Uh, it, is, it is shameful. And it is unacceptable. Uh, as you mentioned, tomorrow's Trans Visibility Day on a day that we should be lifting up our trans kids, our trans youth, and making sure oh that they gosh. feel seen. We're seeing more and more of these hateful, hateful bills. Trying to protect kids is hateful. It is the upside down world. It, and so it is. it is shameful. It is disturbing. And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, yeah. those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. By who? Nah, man. Can't really say what I want to say. Oh, no, I know. I can tell you what I think she deserves. No, I can't really say that either. No. You know, man, I just saw an update on a story, too. Um, and maybe you remember this story. This was out of Vermont. Um, this was Blake Allen, female high school volleyball player. Um, there was a biological male that was allowed in the girls' locker room while the volleyball team undressed, okay? So the biological male got to see a show from seeing the female volleyball players undress. Okay. Um, Her dad spoke out and said, wait a second, this is wrong. This should not be happening. Um, the girl had said, that's it's literally a dude. He doesn't belong in the girls' locker room. So the school officials at Randolph High School suspended her, charging her with harassing and bullying the male student. Right, I remember this now, yeah. Remember it now? Yeah. Part of her punishment, they told her she would have to write a reflective essay <laughs> and take part in a restorative circle or face further suspension. Uh-uh. I don't know what they define as a restorative circle, but it's nowhere I ever want to come close to. You have to properly atone for the sin Mm. against the new church. Wow. For her father's part, Travis had genuine concerns for his daughter's safety and privacy. So in a community Facebook post, he expressed his concern about the male student being in the girl's locker room, said he got a free show. His daughter and her teammates had been violated. Okay. Travis, by the way, is the middle school's girls' soccer coach. So school district officials responded by saying Travis misgendered the male student and suspended him from his job. Golly. Okay. Without pay. 
okay, they lifted it for the daughter, but he's still suspended. And that was the update. Well, he's a heretic in the new religion. That is insanity, man. You know, and you wonder, what is this all about? Are they trying to provoke people? Because there are different people right now saying by indicting Trump, they're they're trying to provoke mm-hmm. conservatives to oh, do yeah. something nuts. I think that's so. why a lot of people are saying, all right, we're going to have to work our way through this. Can't do anything crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that that person that's reaching out to you on Facebook or or anywhere else online, that person's a fed. Just know that. Yeah. Don't do anything crazy. Don't don't entertain any of it. OK, the, that's what they want. They want you to lose. They want you to have or to cross the line from righteous indignation into senselessness. They yeah. need you to be enraged. And so don't don't take the bait. Vote accordingly. I would say, you know, hey, if you live in an area where you have a conservative prosecutor, give them a phone call and say, hey, what politician can we indict? But I would also say, don't be afraid to speak up your opinion. And usually, I'm not about the social media fights. Put it out there. I mean, we can't all just be silent through all You'll of this. You'll get kicked off, keeps... though. Who cares? So what? I mean, they'll boot you. Sure. I just, I'm stuck on restorative circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a Blues Traveler album that was unreleased. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Blues Traveler style cover band of a perfect circle. Restorative circle. <laughs> hey, man, what was the... Uh, Black DEI coordinator fired for. You were telling us this story. Dude. Okay, this is an incredible story out of the Danza Community College in California. The faculty director for equity, uh, uh, social justice, and multicultural education, a DEI person, was fired because she was white-splaining. Now, Tabia Lee is her name. She's a black woman, but she's not woke enough. She was... White-splaining? She was white-splaining. Let me explain. Oh, boy. Uh, she writes, my crime at Danza was uh, running afoul of the tenets of critical social justice. For instance, simply a- attempting to set an agenda for meetings caused my colleagues to accuse me of white-speaking, white-splaining, and reinforcing white supremacy, accusations I had never faced before. And she brought up something that we've talked about, and this was actually in the uh, National uh, African American History Museum in, in D.C., that okay. the idea of being on time, the idea of <laughs> worship of the written word, meaning being able to, to read and write, mm-hmm. uh, punctuality, things like that, those were all uh, put in place by white supremacy. And her whole point was, well, that was based off of a book that came out in the early 2000s, and even the African American History Museum has now removed that because obviously saying that being successful – and calling that a white thing only is pretty damn racist. And <laughs> at one point, apparently, she had criticized the work of Ibram X. Kendi. Oh, boy, uh, do that. And her, I mean, he's the Apostle Paul of wokeness. Uh, her evaluators put that as a negative. Like, how dare you? She said, anything short of lockstep adherence to critical social justice was impermissible. Criticism was supposed to only go in one direction, contextualizing my colleagues' views and comparing them to other approaches to the same issues, much less criticizing them, was dangerous. 
And I like how she brings this out. She says, listen, it's not everybody, and it's not even a majority of people in academia, but a majority of people in ac- academia are afraid of getting shouted down by this very powerful minority. Um, and she says, if certain ideologues have their way, compelled speech will become an even more common aspect of university life. Faculty and staff will be obligated to declare their gender pronouns and use gender-neutral terms like Latinx and Philippinex, which I'd never heard of Philippinex before, but... Okay, Uh, even as uh, many members of those groups in question view those terms as expressions of cultural and linguistic imperialism. (laughs) Soon enough, we may be uh, formally required to start all classes and meetings with land acknowledgments. Yeah, the Seattle Kraken open up NHL games talking about or at least on one occasion they did that a land acknowledgment that we are on stolen land. Oh, my God. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is. The indoctrination's all over the place, man. It's it's nuts. You know, I mentioned this piece about do scientists regret not sticking to the science? That was a Wall Street Journal piece, and it goes back to COVID, the lockdowns, everything else. The gist is, yeah, there are people within that community that are frustrated because they don't have the same credibility as before. That's what happens when you actually don't follow the science and you make decisions because of political reasons. My heart weeps for you. Are you nuts? Well, of course that's the end result. And as I read that, I go down a little further, and then it switches gears to a different story, asking, is progressive politics making people miserable? Yes. Um, And it talks about the well-being gap between people of a conservative mindset and liberals. And yeah, there is a huge gap. And this has been going on since 1972. But it seems to be getting more profound. Um, Academic research consistently finds the same pattern. Conservatives do not just report higher levels of happiness. They also report higher levels of meaning in their lives. And just you think about everything in the news today. Is it any wonder... I mean, no. we're talking about miserable people looking to inflict pain on others because they are miserable. What's the old saying? Misery loves company, right? Yes. Yeah, that works. But what we're seeing going on right now with the trans issue mm-hmm. and a mental illness that, honestly, you wouldn't wish on anyone. You really wouldn't. But trying to normalize it and make other people miserable is just evil, man. Oh, manipulating. Yeah. No, sometimes I just like to bring in a different story, like Let's do on some sort of a lighter note. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you know, the band Kiss, which I know, David, you've seen in concert. I have seen live. Robbins and I. Well, Robbins, you were. I've seen him. Well, yeah, but you were a Kiss fan back in the day. I was 12 years old. And then I became a fan when I was 10, but I'm, you know, a few years behind you. That's true. Yeah, I became a fan with the Destroyer album. Mm. I was right there from Kiss 1. Yeah. They are uh, on their big farewell tour, and they mean it this time. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, you know, they, they talked about, well, would they have any of the old members come out and play? Because there's a lot of disagreement. You know, you got Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and then you had Ace Freely, Peter Chris. And they were sort of thrown out, yes. Paul Stanley said, well, and I'm paraphrasing, listen, the way they were playing there for a while, we'd have to call it piss. (laughs) 
That's what he said. <laughs> Ace Freely was offended and has gone on and said, I'm giving Paul seven days to apologize. If not, I'm going to tell you things about him and Gene Simmons that no one knows and I'll destroy him. Wow, man. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Talk about not the biggest story of the day, but one that at least got your attention. Okay, what are we talking about here? What could it possibly be? I'm interested. I want to know. It's a little diversion for a little while before we get to the, you know, freaks in the news all the time. My cat's born to tribute band called Hiss. Dead news silence. update Ever. coming up. God. <laughs> <laughs> The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the uh, Biden administration, I would say this, they're, they're doing one thing right, and that is they are keeping their mouths shut about the Trump indictment. Uh, Joe Biden was asked about it multiple times today. Kamala Harris was asked about it. Uh, and they're just saying, yeah, no comment. Um, nah, we're not going to get into that. You know, <laughs> I can't help but notice, especially the far left, you know, talking heads talking about no one is above the law. Mm -hmm. Trump has been a scourge as far as America and American politics, blah, blah, blah. And by the way, it's National Trans Day of Visibility and Build-A-Bear is doing a drag queen bear. Yeah. Mm. That should be celebrated. Trump bad. Orange man bad. Where are we? Well, in the jungle. <laughs> yes, I guess so, man. Mm-hmm. It's it's official. I mean, it's especially this week, it's one story after another after another when it comes to that particular topic. And the left trying to make the vile killer in Nashville a victim. Because I guess you could never abandon victimhood status, no matter what, in that world. Freaking unreal. Okay, we got to move our attention to the Friday Five when we take a little break from news and have fun with the countdown. You know what tomorrow is, Scott? April 1st. Yes. Mm -hmm. Many times you've been on the lookout because you have some people close to you that are just good-natured pranksters. Everybody I work with and on this show. (laughs) More on that later. Uh, She said, hey, how about songs with Fool in the title? Make sure everybody knows, be on the lookout tomorrow. So we put our list together with the greatest songs of all time with Fool in the title. There's some great songs. So as always, we rank them by how big or iconic was the song. Does it stand the test of time? And how much do you personally like it? Put it all together. It's a great list. If you want to get in early, the number is 210-619-2053. It's the Friday Five. Fool songs next. Right here. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, it's Friday. That means Friday 5. And it starts like this. Roll The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to 
Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, Friday Five. When we take a little break or two, have fun with the countdown. You know what tomorrow is, huh? That's April Fool's Day. It is April Fool's Day. Oh, yes. Yep, so we want to be ready. Songs with Fool and Title is the Friday Five today. And as always, how big a song was it or how iconic was the song? We rank that along with the test of time score and then the personal like score. Put it all together and we have our five. Really solid list today, too. All right, let's just jump right in. David, who's first? Uh, let's talk to Mary in Delaware. Hey, Mary. Hi, guys. Happy Friday again. Yeah. Happy Friday, Mary. Hello? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, what you got? What you thinking today, Mary? Okay. Well, Jamie, I am going to go for it today and say Fool in the Rain by Led Zeppelin. Oh, good. Number five. Well, there's a light in your Can you stop the music for a second? <laughs> okay. Robin sings this song off air mm -hmm. often and does it in a particular way. And I think it would be a treat for people to hear it. Well, I just sing, I sing it the way I hear it. Yeah, I think it's cool. Well, there's a light in your eyes. I think it would be a great country song. <laughs> Number five. Well, there's a light in your eyes that keeps shining. Don't stop on our part. <laughs> yeah, that was a big song. Certainly a test of timer. Yeah. Yeah, this I suppose it's not one of those Led Zeppelin songs that Led Zeppelin fans would say that's in my top five. No. no. But a lot of people like that song. Well, the the weird music break in there where it's a... That's very weird. Yeah. I I don't really like that. I do love the guitar solo coming out of it, honestly. I mean, it's just that like, weird distortion. I, yeah, Jimmy I love, got some new effect. Yeah. yeah I, I love the sound of that. Damn. It could be a slide, though. If you did country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Eric in Washington, Illinois. Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. Hey, so I grew up listening to Jamie on rock radio, so I know he won't let me down with this one, but I'm going to go right. with Fool in by Def Leppard. Dude. Yes, represent Central Illinois well. Number three. Thanks, Eric. Can I ask how it makes yes. you feel when someone calls in and says, I grew up listening to you in rock radio. Dude, I've heard that for a long time. Well, I started there when I was 21. Mm -hmm. So it's better yeah. than I know your mom or you know my mom. That's, <laughs> that's when the palms of my hands start to sweat. <laughs> oh, man. Did everybody have that in their five? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. Okay. Did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's been a test of timer. That was a hit, man. Yeah. Glory days of Duff Leopard there. All right, who's next? Let's talk to Tom in Oregon. Hey, Tom. Yeah, I've got a couple, uh, just a runner-up. The Capitol on Pool. No, the Fool on Capitol Hill that's liberal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the Beatles will like that one. And then uh, my number one song is but mine's fooled around and went woke. Or, I mean, fooled around and fell in love. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. 
Well, you got a ball. You Number got... two. Yes. Who's on the lead vocal, Scott? Mickey Thomas. Yes. Who went on to be the lead vocalist for the Starship. Yes. We built this city. Jane, among yes. others. Would you say his vocal abilities are a 10 out of 10? He's really good. I would. Yeah. He's a great singer. Jane is seriously one of the greatest vocal performances in rock and roll, man. It is fantastic, dude. No doubt about it. Okay, so that's that's a big... Are you surprised that's number two? I did have that, I think, in the top three. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those things where our number twos, our respective number twos were so different that it wound mm -hmm. up getting elevated uh, mm -hmm. to number two. Did you have it in yours, Yeah, Scott? my five, yeah. Okay, all right. And that honorable mention, yeah, also mentioned. All right, Friday Five Fool songs getting ready for April Fool's Day tomorrow. Who's up next, David? Uh, Woody calling from Vancouver, Washington. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys, love your show. Since Scott has his daily top three stories segment, I'd like to request that David get a daily cursing cruise segment. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a hot request item. Hot. <laughs> I don't want to burn out the curse and cruise thing, but well, thank we you. Do. we got to have a follow-up, though. If people didn't hear it earlier this week, we should get to that before oh, the end I of the show so today. Too. Yeah. 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 Anyway, What'd my song, it, Aretha Franklin, 1967 hit, Chain of Fools. Chain of Fools. Yeah. That song's been covered a bunch of times, too. Yep. Yeah. Didn't Little Caesar cover that? Wow. I am surprised, Scott Robbins, you remember Little Caesar. I, the, they did cover it, right? Yes, they I did. I thought so, yeah. Yes, that was a big song at Rock Radio. Yep. Early 90s. Well played. Wow. All right, who's next, David? They went on to have a big pizza career. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hot and ready's, man. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Uncle Schultz in Oregon. Yeah, gentlemen, in light of recent events, I was under the impression all these years that I was paying off porn stars myself until it was brought to my attention that just buying massive amounts of porn doesn't isn't quite the same thing. No, no, it's... But anywho, I'm going to go with What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. Yes, number four. <laughs> as long as you fill out your tax records for all those purchases, Uncle Schultz, you'll be fine. Man, that was a big song there. Oh, yeah. Number one. Yeah. Okay. And a test of time? Yeah. I want to ask David, what do you give that test of time as a millennial? Pretty high. I mean, I gave okay. it an eight. And All right. part of that is because when I was working at the old Burlington Coat Factory, dude, that thing played every day on the Muzak. And that tell I know Muzak isn't always the best thing, but mm -hmm. uh, to, or the, you know, whatever, in-store music stuff isn't always the best gauge, but man, it, it does tell you if you hear that song a lot that it, it tests very well. Yeah, it was odd because like a classic rock, late 80s, end of the 90s, you played the Doobie Brothers for sure, but you didn't play that song. It's kind of strange. I think the classic rock that doesn't rock stations picked it up for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, no, it's that's interesting. Top, top 40, it was played a lot. Oh, yeah. Boatloads. Like every hour on the hour, I think. Every 90 minutes. Yeah.
Okay, David, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Brian in Indiana. Hey, Brian. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Brian. Thanks for checking in, man. Yeah. My get, I just got home, and I rarely get home in time to hear the first part of the countdown, but I was lucky enough to get it today. And when I heard your clue, the first song that came to mind directly was Nobody's Fool by Cinderella. Dude. All right. You know what hurts this? Test the time. Yes. I ask you guys sometimes, where do you get that for test of time? And you gave it lower scores? Yeah. But, man, for some of the other songs in consideration, that was actually a bigger hit at top 40. That made it to number 15. Yeah, it was So big. you must have played that. We did. Why did you just roll your eyes? No, I said we did. I didn't <laughs> roll my eyes. There was no eye roll there. I like Tom Kiefer's voice, even though it is a little difficult for some people to digest. I mean... I always thought they got the shaft. I always thought they were better than just a hairband. Oh, yeah. But they got lumped into that because they looked like it. Well, yeah, I think that was of the their style own of the time. Yeah. I, yeah, they were just a Philly rock band. And yeah. they, you know, that album cover for the first album, they, you know, did the back combing of their hair, teased it up real high. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the spandex going. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Okay, we're still looking for number one. Hmm. Which is somewhat of a surprise. Yeah. Somewhat of a surprise. There's also some great honorable mentions uh, to get to. The number, as always, is 210-619-2053. It's the Friday Five. Getting ready for April Fool's Day tomorrow. It's songs with fool in the title. And we'll wrap it up next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Get to a news update in less than 15 minutes. There was a little mistake made. Yeah, the Trump and Diamond will have the latest on that. Um, also, the Scott Robbins trifecta. But before that, we got to finish up our Friday Five countdown we do every Friday, and getting ready for April Fool's Day tomorrow. We're doing songs with "Fool" in the title. Number two was yes, Alvin Bishop, "Fooled Around and Fell in Love," "Fooling from Def Leppard" at number three. Doobies at four. What a fool believes, and "Fool in the Rain" from Led Zeppelin at five. Also had some great honorable mentions: Aretha Franklin, The Beatles. Cinderella and others. Um, but we got to get back to it. Still looking for number one. Who's up, David? Uh, let's talk to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Gentlemen, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Greg. Thanks, man. Uh, uh, you know, I just want to know if you guys got my coffee from Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. I thanked you for it. Yes. Right here. All right. Perfect. Then uh, we're going to go with the who. For me and Monica, I uh, love you guys. Uh, we're going to go with You Won't Get Fooled Again, The Who. Well, you're going to have a great weekend, brother. Wow. Number one. I don't really want to say anything. I just want to let it roll. Great song. It just stands up. We don't get fooled again. That slight bass there. <laughs> That's so cool. It's, yes. I mean, and the drumming's insane. Song. It's just all yeah. over the place, but it makes total sense. Yes. 
It is, man. I don't know what else you can say about it. What's, it's iconic. It's test of time. Yeah. Worth all eight minutes, too, by the e- way. Everybody gets their... Everybody is right in their groove in this song. Every member of that band. Yeah. Then it's a really good lyric. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the way around. I mean, test the timer. Okay, yeah. good number one. Good song. We still have honorable mentions to get to. Oh, yeah. Who's next? Let's talk to Mark in Portland. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Been enjoying the show all week. Thanks, Mark. Crazy week. Hey, uh, I was I was thinking uh, I love this song for its lyrics, and it's good rockin' song, uh, Full for the City by Foghat. This is a great song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You had that on vinyl, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And 8-track, probably. Yeah, my brother-in-law had the the 8-track. And then when he, I think, stepped up to cassettes, maybe, I got his old 8-tracks. So I got the Fog Hat and the Nazareth. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. One of the most underrated bands ever was Nazareth. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Um, but the thing about the Foghat song is it comes out of the gate at 100 miles an hour, too, which I always thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. it just starts, bang, here we go. Full throttle. <laughs> Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Anthony and Eugene. Hey, Anthony. What's up, the Happy Fat Ass Friday? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking about, you know, um, when you, you find out that your new girlfriend was actually a man, and uh, I ain't gonna be a fool for your loving no more. A <laughs> white snake. <laughs> yeah, that's a heck of a trick. <laughs> you know they recorded that twice. Yeah. That was originally 1982, and then they did it again in 89 for the Slip of the Tongue album with the, Steve Vai. The working title was Out of Ideas <laughs> album. Yeah. What do you mean? It's Whitesnake's so Slip of the Tongue. <laughs> you get it? Don't you get it? Yeah. It's subtle. <laughs> Very subtle. A Whitesnake known for subtlety. Slide it in. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Spit it out. <laughs> 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 Dude, I can't stop laughing. Just seeing him live, and I had my uh, at the time she was a teenager yeah. stepdaughter with me at the time, and he does the thing with the microphone. Yeah, the mic stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my yeah. god, it's interpretive Ooh. dance, Scott. <laughs> what is this yeah. guy? Yes, like sixty years old doing this crap. What's going on? You ever see the album cover for Love Hunter? Of course I did. <laughs> That's art right there. That's just nothing but art. Spinal Tap based the whole thing on that, I think. I like that band. I don't care what you say. I like the band, too, but... I mean, lick my love pump. That was Spinal Tap. That wasn't the snake. But if if I'm playing the game, it could be. Kitten's got claws. No, that was White Snake. Of course. Okay. (laughs) Who's next, David? I don't know. (laughs) Let's see. You may just start playing honorable mentions. <laughs> Let's talk to Keith. Hey, Keith. Yeah. Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> you guys are a breath of fresh air here in Moscow and Willamette, or the People's Republic of Eugene. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, Portland's own quarter flash. Find another fool. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't you find another? Find another. Find another fool to love. 
remember the singer's name. Rindy Ross. Atta boy. Yeah. And she played saxophone, too. There you go, man. Well played. That was a follow-up, too. The big hit. Pardon my heart. Yeah, that was the follow-up. Yes, sir. Not as successful, but a good song. Yeah. You know what almost made the five? From the Grand Illusion. I didn't realize actual Top 40 stations played that. I thought it was just rock stations. Nope. Yeah. That's a good list, man. Yeah. The Who, Elvin Bishop, Def Leppard, The Doobies, and Led Zeppelin for Fool songs. And I mean, we had a lot of other honorable mentions we just had time for. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. All right, David, I think we know the big story uh, of the day. Well, yeah, I don't think there's any question. So sad. Donald Trump getting indicted uh, yeah. in Manhattan. The the rogue DA, Alvin Bragg, has decided to move forward with this, apparently, after the uh, grand jury voted to approve an indictment. So we'll we get into some more reaction of that, of course. Uh, I mean, I think most people recognize this for what it is. It's it's a prosecutorial bloodlust, essentially. They want to get Trump on anything, so whatever. Yeah, and if we have time, I think we should probably relive, it's by request, an April Fool's uh, bit we had on the show uh, in the past that people find hilarious. All coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, I'm the Gen Xer. The Millennial is David Van Camp and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. We do have the Scott Robbins trifecta coming up in a few. Mm-hmm. News update, David Van Camp. Well, so, of course, we all know now that uh, Donald Trump is going to be indicted for, uh, well, it's related to his uh, payouts to Karen McDougal, the play- Playboy Playmate, and the porn star Stormy Daniels. The McDougal thing's been confirmed, eh? Yeah, that's that's evidently, yeah, that's part of it. Uh, so they're they're going to be doing it. It's an obvious political hit job. Now, I know that there are a lot of liberals out there celebrating. They're like, we got him! Ah! Okay, I mean, I guess if Trump has lived in your head rent-free for so many years, I guess it does. There is some sort of tension release that happens with this. But I do want to pull back a little bit here because apparently he will not be put in handcuffs. That's what the reporting is now that... On Tuesday, 2.15 Eastern, he is going to uh, be processed, but he will not show up in handcuffs. Secret Service is coordinating right now because they want to make sure it's not a total circus with their protectee. You know, I've seen, you know, different outlets covering this and some trying to be very careful Mm -hmm. to say we don't know what all is in the indictment. You have an idea. Was it like 34 things? So are there yeah. any surprises in it? No idea. But going on what we know right now, dude, this isn't going to fly. People know it. But I suppose if you're on the left, Trump's the enemy, you don't care if it's fair or not. Yeah. You know, they got him. Good. And it doesn't matter. But you wonder, is there going to be retribution from the right i don't wonder there will be well I, yeah I, I think absolutely there will be and there should be and whenever joe biden uh leaves office uh, there is going to be a criminal investigation related to his overseas business deals with his crackhead son 
Okay, how does that work? Because that investigation is supposed to be going on right now. Yeah, specifically into Hunter Biden. Yes. Again, I, I don't know how interested the current makeup of the DOJ is in investigating Joe Biden. But um, so basically what you would do is similar to what they did to Trump in Manhattan. You find a DA who can link their jurisdiction to whatever it is that or that uh, that Joe Biden is alleged to have done. They can impanel a grand jury of his <clears throat> peers mm-hmm. and uh, let the chips fall where they may. Okay, this from me might be from watching, you know, too many, you know, intrigue type shows. But you wonder, there have been people within the FBI that have sort of gone rogue and have become whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so with the Hunter Biden investigation, we're all pretty sure. Well, obviously there was money. We have receipts of the checks that were sent to Hunter Biden, James Biden, Joe's brother, other Biden family members, and that Tony Bodolinsky has already said in public that the big guy got 10%, and that was Joe Biden. So if you had a whistleblower that knows that information, do they ever just go to the press and say, listen, we have a president that's compromised here yeah. because they got money from China, Ukraine, mm-hmm. Russia. Something needs to be done. Two things that would hold that up. I think, one, if if such a person does have the goods, that probably means they are in on the current investigation that's going on. Mm-hmm. And so if you go public as a whistleblower or whatever before that investigation is wrapped up, then you've just totally torpedoed your own case. Mm-hmm. Two, you know that it is absolutely career suicide if you do that because mainstream media may be celebrating the Trump indictment, but they would never treat a Joe Biden uh, scandal the same way they would treat Donald Trump. You know that going in, so then you think, well, am I more effective on the inside or the outside? And at this point, right now, I think at least where my headspace is at, if you have the goods, you are more effective on the inside. Wait until they actually bury whatever it is that you find. And then because if, if it's clear that you know you have some sort of smoking gun and then Merrick Garland axes yeah. the whole case, then then you can go be a whistleblower. But while that is still an option on the table to do things by the book, do things by the book. And just hope that we still have a country left when this all comes out. Well, yeah, being a whistleblower wouldn't change anything. Yeah, but if it was a Netflix series, people would do the right thing and get that guy out of office. <laughs> no, dang it. no, no. Okay, not a Netflix series. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's some other okay independent company that produces shows. You get what I'm saying, man. Yeah. You would like people to do the right thing because we can all see what's going on. It's very frustrating. It's just like at the border, and that was another story from earlier in the week. And you got <laughs> Department of Homeland Security. And Alejandro Mayorkas getting grilled by Republicans. And it was fun to watch. Nothing's happened. Probably nothing will happen. But Ted Cruz read him the riot act. And then David put together, you know, a clip that, well, you can state it, David. In your mind, this is what Ted wanted to say. Right. This is what Ted Cruz really wanted to say. Uh, But, of course, he wanted to try to have some level of decorum. So I went back and I added F-bombs and a couple of other swear words to the whole thing. People have requested to hear it Mm -hmm. again. Oh, yeah, it's a hot one. 
we're here to please. 500,000, 500,000, it drops to the lowest level, and boom, what happens? You show up. You made the decision to allow this to happen. I want to say to you right now, the men and women of the Border Patrol despise you, Mr. Secretary, and if you had integrity, you would resign. Yes. <laughs> See, that was totally worth it. Oh, totally. Yeah. See, and that's what I want to happen with Biden right now. In yeah. my fantasy world, there would be justice. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, Robin, you ready for your uh, yeah, let's roll. big three? Yeah. Okay. Let's do, let's do it, man. It's been a long week, dude. That's for sure. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, the Scott Robbins trifecta helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, man. Big final four weekend coming over. Huh? Casey? I'm ready. Well, are you coming three. over or not? <laughs> three. I think he's saying we can talk about that after the show, Scott. Three. <laughs> Number three, the Trans Day of Vengeance has been called off. Yeah, they called it off uh, after, from a group of people who pretty much spent the past week uh, threatening acts of violence and storming state capitals in protest that protects kids under 18 from forced or manipulated mutilation. They're for it. And they got angry about it. Yes. Uh, Our Rights DC, the group behind uh, tomorrow's Trans Day of Vengeance. Protests outside the Supreme Court have announced the event has been canceled due to, in their words, a credible threat to life and safety. That's why we call it Day of Vengeance, because it's totally peaceful. <laughs> From now on, all it's that transgender day of visibility will be there to just evoke memories. So they're canceling the Day of Vengeance mm -hmm. because they say there's threats. So yeah. that way you can still be the victim. Yes, Got it. Yes, you can still be the victim. By the way, all we've heard about is the threat and the genocide of this particular community. I just want to throw a fun fact out there, okay? Okay. There are, right now, approximately 1.6 million people in the United States that consider themselves transgender. Mm -hmm. 32 transgender people were murdered in 2022. That means the trans community is murdered at .002% which is the lowest in the country yeah. of any minority group. Yeah, I remember going over that uh, when Axios had published this whole thing about, well, yes. there was an increase because it went from like 28 to 32 or something like yes. that. And so then, the, of course, how they do it, they use a percentage increase instead of right. actually giving people the raw numbers. And then yes. when you actually you know, crunch the numbers and apply it evenly across the board, the transgender community is statistically the single safest demographic in America. Yes. Stop it. You're getting in the way of the propaganda. And that, that flies in the face of a genocide taking place, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Of course. Yes. Yes. Now, on with the countdown. Yeah. The Scott Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day. Two. Uh, number two, the deadline is today to claim a yacht. Yeah, huh? an abandoned 267-foot super yacht that was purportedly owned by a Russian billionaire has been anchored at the Caribbean Marina for like a year now. After a little deliberation, the Antigua and uh, Barbados government planned to sell the vessel at auction and pay for the mounting dock fees. The Antigua Observer newspaper reports the $81 million super yacht is reportedly owned by a sanctions-hit oligarch. It's called Alpha Nero, 
It's been docked there since Russia invaded the Ukraine. The port manager said if no one claims this vessel by March 31st, he's going to be forced to send it to auction. Wow. Get your visas out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> going to put it up for auction. And the countdown continues. All right. The Scott Robbins trifecta up to number one. Number one, Gwyneth Paltrow won her lawsuit over that uh, uh, ski crash. Yeah, a judge ruled in favor of Gwyneth Paltrow on her $300,000 negligence suit that was filed by this Utah guy back in 2018 who said she was responsible for an accident he had on the ski slopes, mm -hmm. rendering him what? Um, with some sort of short-term memory loss or long-term memory loss and the inability to, uh, to communicate properly. And, and taste wine the way it used to. Right. And then the 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 uh, the defense showed a bunch of pictures of him vacationing in all kinds of spots around the world. <laughs> Hiking, <laughs> eating out, you know, playing high lie, you name it, he was there. So he lost. As uh, Paltrow left the courtroom, though, she touched him on the shoulder and whispered in his ear. Everybody's like, well, what did she whisper? Well, the word was, she said, I wish you well. Now, some lip readers have concluded, she said, I hate you, I hope you die. <laughs> and then she left the courtroom. <laughs> no word there of, you have it. No word on what was actually said, though. It's all right. Okay. Scott Robbins, trifecta. Yes. Well done. Uh, we mentioned uh, tomorrow is April Fool's Day. Um, be on the lookout. And, Scott, you said you're glad it's on a Saturday. Because different days that we've gone through, we've, you know, had some April Fool's fun over time. Last year, you were really on the lookout. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. I, I got hosed anyway. I uh, got a hold of our buddy Rob with our syndication company. Yes. And we came up with this plan. And so he sent an email to all of us saying there was a particular station that wanted us to cut liners for them. But they didn't want Scott on those liners because they had felt he had been too hard on anti-vaxxers. Yes. Okay. So that was the April Fool's, and then to see what Scott's reaction to that would be, would he actually fall for it? Well, he did. Yeah, I did. And to relive that, well, I have the audio here. Of course you do. As the email was opened, and this was Scott's reaction last year on April Fool's Day. Both stations have complained that Robbins has been too hard on anti-vaxxers, too far right and hateful recently. So they wanted to be recorded without his voice. I'd really appreciate it if you could turn it around today. Enjoy the weekend, Rob. What the f*** does that mean? When the f*** did I do that? Seriously, did I say something? <laughs> <laughs> and he just gets more ramped up as it goes on. I'm vaxxed. I don't even know what I did. That's a hell of a deal. I've been too hard on anti-vaxxers. No, I haven't. Yeah. I've never been hard on... I'm so, if you're going to want to get it, get it. I don't give a f***. Don't get it, get it, whatever. I've gotten it. So now they want to take me out of the liners. Okay, that's fine. David, I don't know if we should just stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that, or do we do it? Yeah, f who cares? Or do we just let Scott know right now this is... April Fools! That's April Fools? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Sons yeah. of bitches. God dang it. <laughs> Guys. Uh. See, you can look uh. back and laugh, right? That's funny. I'm not answering any text from either one of you tomorrow <laughs> or the phone. Don't even bother.
<laughs> Van Camp's cooked up his own a few times. No. Got it over on me. So. Oh, man. All right. We got to get to a news update. F*** you guys. <laughs> and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this update on the Trump indictment. The editorial board at the Washington Post, not too sure about it. Well, well. Part of the story says the strategy is novel. Courts may regard it with skepticism. The potential campaign finance charge itself is shaky. Okay. Uh And again, you're talking about campaign finance law. Yeah. Well, the the FEC already looked into it and then didn't pursue it against Trump. So what's the point of having the Federal Elections Commission if, 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 if we're just going to override them? I think most reasonable yeah. people see what this is. Yeah. So, obviously, keeping an eye on that. We got to get to Nimrods. We got plenty today. When the going gets tough, damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right, Nimrods in the news. Starting Los Angeles, plumber working on a home and uh, ducked into a crawl space under the home. Homeowners didn't hear from him. It's like three hours. So they got worried. So they're yelling for the guy. Hey! No answer. They're like, oh, no. You don't suppose something bad happened. Better call 911. Mm-hmm. So firefighters show up. They start searching around the crawl space. They spotted a portion of his body. Oh, oh no. So they started cutting holes in the floor with chainsaws. And when he heard the chainsaws, that's when the plumber woke up. So oh he was a little nap time. Oh, my gosh. No, he, he was sleeping? Yes. Paramedics evaluated him to see if he needed to be hospitalized. He was fine. A little groggy. <laughs> Probably refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to Maryland. This dude, 44 years old, Derek Bowers, called his ex 815 times in two days. Oh, boy. that That's like 17 times an hour if he was awake for 24 hours. Golly. He also sent his ex thousands of texts and Facebook messages over a few months. And then used social media posts to call her out and embarrass her. Um, yeah, he's been charged with cyber-stalking. Jeez. Looking it up to five years in prison. Good. Yes. <laughs> and then woman was fighting somebody else with a pogo stick. She got shot. She's going to be okay. They even said she's probably going to bounce back. All right, then. (laughs) And that's Nimrod.